I'm Rich Hang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so there's a fun update that I bet you didn't have on your 2023 bingo card. So Neopets is plotting a comeback with $4 million of funding to remake the whole site. Now, by 2017, daily users of Neopets had dropped 100,000, up from 25 million seen in the mid-2000s, back when Neopets rivaled the physical Tamagotchis. Did you ever get into Neopets? I want to pretend I know what the previous several sentences were all about, but I honestly have no idea. Does that make me old? So Jay, this is this is an interesting generational dynamic because Neopets is not for the young. It just, you skipped over it. Like it was my yeah. generation that was firmly a Neopets. And it was a huge thing. It was one of these first online games that you could get into. And I'm trying to describe what it is. You had like a pet, like a Tamagotchi. It was on the internet yep. and you could play games and stuff and get points. And my memory is not clear on exactly what the point was or how you leveled up, but that was generally the idea. I'm sure people on Twitter will have lots of opinions on my description of it, but that was generally what Neopets was. Well, it sounds like it's going to be $4 million well spent, but just not on me. Not on you. It's, you know, I always, <laughs> I always like when this happens because it's going to be, it's just hearkening to a different time. I don't think it'll do very well personally, but it's fun to see. Well, it won't be our fault if it doesn't, Brett. Aside from Neopets, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, Meta opens up its AI. For our second story, inflation falls to 2.8%. And for our last story, Canada wants U.S. tech workers. For our first story, Meta just took a big swing to prevent itself from becoming an AI also ran. Brett, how's Meta trying to keep up with the AI big dogs? So Meta is making Llama 2. That's spelled capital L, capital L, lowercase a, capital M, capital A2, just the way the robots would want the large language model that powers its AI technology open source. They're making it open source for customers of its cloud computing partners, meaning that they will be freely available to copy, change, and use it for research and commercial purposes. Meta had previously made its last model, which was just plain old Llama, open source for select researchers. The model was promptly leaked and spurred rapid chatbot creation. Now, next, Meta's move could force its AI competitors, Google and OpenAI, to make their own models open source as well in order to retain users and the data that comes with them. This potential outcome was outlined in a leaked letter from a Google employee titled, here's what it was titled, We have no moat and neither does OpenAI, which was detailing why open source AI will surpass the two companies. Now, the letter said, we have no secret sauce. People will not pay for a restricted model when free, unrestricted alternatives are of comparable quality exist. And it matters because much like open relationships, open AI models come with opportunities and risks. The Economist notes a future where powerful AI models are open source would do the following. Well, on one hand, they would reduce the monopolistic control of a handful of big tech companies, make AI more accessible, boost transparency, and rapidly accelerate AI innovations. On the other hand, it would make it easier for bad apples, including hostile regimes, to manipulate AI systems for treacherous purposes while making regulation even harder. And here's the bottom line. As Meta's AI head, Jan LeCun, points out, it's possible that AI models could be like the internet, the most famous thing that runs on open source software, where, quote unquote, open communal standards form a foundation that private enterprises can build on top of. For our second story, temperatures are still hot. It's definitely true here in Toronto, but at least inflation is cooling. Jay, what's the latest on the cost of, well, everything? 
Well, Canada's annual inflation rate dropped to a 27-month low of 2.8% in June. That's another 0.2 percentage point down, 0.8% to go until the Bank of Canada reaches its target of 2%, a goal the bank doesn't expect to reach until mid-2025. Now, the good news about all this is that inflation fell more than expected, mostly due to falling energy prices. The bad news, if you remove falling energy prices, prices are still up by 3.5%. And it matters because it's not that we're saying better than expected headline inflation is bad news, but core rates, which exclude volatile energy and food prices, are sticky. By one measure that also excludes short-term price swings, inflation has actually accelerated to 4%. Grocery prices rose 9.1% year over year in June, a little bit higher than the increase recorded in May, and shelter costs jumped 4.8% in that same time period. At least prices cooled across mobile plants, restaurants, and recreational equipment. I guess it's time to switch providers, get to happy hour, and, you know, this doesn't sound so bad, buy a paddleboard. Not with the heat. It's a pretty good idea. Let's just say the Bank of Canada isn't calculating bonuses for 2023 just yet. Better than expected inflation is a step in the right direction. The Bank of Canada doesn't see inflation returning sustainably to its 2% target until mid-2025, as we said. For our third story, after years of losing talent to the U.S., also known as the brain drain, Canada is now looking to lure back some of those tech workers. So here's what's driving the news. Applications are open for a new pilot program that aims to bring in 10,000 H-1B visa holders. These are highly skilled STEM workers that are currently living in the U.S. The pilot, part of the tech talent strategy, will last for either one year or until the cap of 10,000 applicants is actually reached. And it's happening because after a wave of layoffs at big U.S. tech firms, there is a cadre of workers that hold H-1B visas and are desperately looking for a new gig lest they face deportation. This is important because Canada ranks at or near the bottom of OECD nations for innovation and productivity. Luring talented tech workers is integral to reversing that course. Per the most recent Stats Canada data, Canada has 42,900 job vacancies in STEM fields, offering opportunities for these workers that let them stay in North America. Yes, but last year, over 25% of workers with foreign degrees were working jobs that required at most a high school degree, a rate twice as high as Canadian educated workers. And to zoom out, tech workers might be benefiting from a bit too much favoritism, considering they're already coming in at a steady clip. A sector that really needs workers right now is the services industry, and foreign workers who come to fill those roles don't exactly get the red carpet treatment. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a glowing review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good Wednesday, Peak Pals. When you give me shock waves.